Kimmy, and I'm the Connections Pastor here at Gateway, and I'm so excited about today because we have special guests with us that we're going to be chatting with, and we're calling today Hero Maker Sunday, and it's kind of a continuation. We uh, hosted a Hero Maker Sunday last November, and we just had this idea of celebrating our community, and so one Sunday last November, we just pulled out all the stops and just celebrated organizations uh, from, from Prince George. And it all started from a book that we read as a staff and elders, and it was called Hero Maker by Dave Ferguson. And it challenged the way that we thought about leading, but it also put a lot of perspective into alignment of things that we were practicing and things that we believed. And so we processed it, we taught about it here at the church, and uh, we really recognized that this style of leading wasn't just for the church, but it was for the community as a whole. And so we decided to celebrate our city and started to ask questions like, what if we were all to focus on building others up in their leadership ability instead of just looking at improving ourselves? What if we were hero makers instead of heroes? What if we modeled a strategy of empowering others by leading with them side by side, growing with them, teaching and training them, and giving them an opportunity to grow in their leadership and, and really follow a biblical model that Jesus set out for us. And so when we looked around at our city, we were actually so excited about the hero makers that were already operating right in our midst. And we could see so many organizations that were impacting our community and contributing to such a vibrant, wonderful place to live. And we could see a city of hero makers. So last fall, we asked the church to nominate an organization that they recognized as living out this hero-making model, this model and idea to empower other leaders to not just be heroes, but to be hero-makers. And we had dozens of nominations, and in November of last year, we had Mayor Lynn Hall join us, along with 19 organizations that we celebrated. We wanted to say thank you. We wanted to say, we value you. We see your contribution and the influence that you have in our city. And it was an incredible day of celebration for these organizations that uh, possibly for some hadn't heard in a really long time how valuable they are to a healthy, vibrant, growing community. And so also out of these nominations, we decided to highlight three organizations separate from last year, uh, but to give them a bit more of a, of a bigger spotlight, if you'll say. And so today I'm going to be chatting with those three organizations and their key leaders. And so we'll be chatting with Cedars Christian School, Nest Lake Bible Camp, and Youth for Christ. And just like the groups that we honored last fall, these three organizations are gifted at building others up and developing leaders. They are gifted at inspiring staff and volunteers. They are gifted at cheerleading their teams and encouraging others to be innovative and to take risks. And so we're going to start with Cedars Christian School, and I have here with me as my guest their wonderful principal, Mr. Shane Nelson. So welcome, Shane. 
Thank you. Thank you for the invite. <laughs> it's so great to have you here. Now, we had asked if you would share with us uh, a bit about the school, about the organization, for those that might be hearing about Cedars Christian School for the very first time. And so you have a wonderful uh, professional vid video for us that we're going to play here. So let's watch. For over 40 years, families, students, and staff have been drawn to Cedars Christian School to learn what it looks like to be discerning disciples of Jesus Christ in an increasingly complex world. At Cedars, we believe that Jesus is Lord of all of life and that Christian education shapes not only the mind, but also the heart. In community, we reorient ourselves toward the good life to which Jesus calls us through daily conversations, weekly practices, and a wide variety of learning experiences designed to develop the unique potential of each student. Cedars is a place where we lay a biblical foundation for life, learn wisdom and courage through relationships, and build community through teamwork and service, using our gifts to the glory of God and the blessing of others. We are excited to see a new generation embrace the mission, vision, and values of Cedars Christian School. Cedars is growing together. With growing interest in independent Christian education and a strong mandate from our school society, We've embarked on a growing together expansion project with two key priorities, a new high school sized gymnasium and two floors of classroom spaces. We look forward to opening new learning spaces that enable more creative and physical education opportunities in our current facility and are excited about hosting athletics and tournaments and fine arts performances on site. We're also pleased to provide a new indoor event center for BC's Northern Capital. I invite you to come and see what God is doing at Cedars. Join us for the next chapter of God's story in this place. Let's grow together. Oh, Shane, thanks so much for that video. Just excellent. So great to see the faces of the students and to hear the, their heart reflections. I just love it. So do you have a, a story that you could share with us of a life that's been impacted? And I'm sure you probably have hundreds and hundreds of stories from so many students that have come through Cedars. But is there one that you just want to share with us today? Yeah, once again, just thanks for the opportunity to share with uh, you, with you all of you uh, about uh, the work that goes on at Cedars. Uh, many of you are familiar with uh, Cedars Christian School, uh, but maybe some of you aren't. Um, when you, uh, you talk about a story, uh, it is hard to narrow it down to, to one, uh, for sure. Um, you know, I, I think what came to mind is more just more immediately what we've been, you know, all uh, facing in this time. Um, and, you know, in our work with uh, children, uh, you know, obviously there's uh, seeds that you plant and, and water, um, but sometimes you don't see the fruit of those things uh, until much later on. Uh, I think one of the things that crisis does is it kind of, you know, brings some of those things to the surface, though, the, the key relationships that you've built with families and, and students, and uh, this time has definitely been like that for us. Um, our mission as an uh, organization is to educate and equip discerning disciples of Jesus Christ for restorative work in his kingdom. And so we really talk with our students and families a lot about restorative work, and I, I feel like we've had a really neat opportunity to be part of a restorative work uh, with, with families and students in this time. Uh, in particular, uh, one of the things we've done over this last number of months is uh, provide care and support for essential service worker uh, children. 
and and also uh, for some of the vulnerable learners that um, were struggling uh, with at-home learning, um, but also some of our special needs kids too. And uh, it's been really neat to see uh, our own staff's real, real heart for service of those uh, families, and and also just to see um, just how we're able to meet an immediate need. Uh, we we served uh, over 30 uh, kids in our building right right from you know spring break on. Um, and some of those kids were from our school. Um, some of them were from other families around town that uh, you know couldn't find that kind of support other places. And so it's just been a really neat way for us to to be of service um, to those people. Yeah, and it's something that I'm definitely really proud of uh, around our staff. You know, just that um, they're energized by that work uh, to the point where they're willing to you know take time to to work within the building at a time where you know that was. A, you know, a challenge for some. Um, so, yeah, just uh, I think it's a, a really neat opportunity for us as a school to, to give back to the community uh, around that. And uh, we look forward, obviously, to a return to school for everyone uh, full-time. Um, but we've been really blessed to have that opportunity to, to serve kids along the way. And, you know, uh, I, it's kind of a personal connection because my kids go to Cedars, and, and uh, I didn't nominate the school, though. Although it's fantastic, I was not showing special pref- preference there, uh, but we were personally blessed by a teacher just calling and just checking in with our family. And so, yeah, so thank you so much for doing that, yeah. So a lot of the community might have heard or know about the building project that Cedars is undergoing. Can you just give us a little bit of an update on that or how things are moving forward there? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so definitely a, a long time dream for our school was to, to, to build a high school campus and, and a gymnasium that we could obviously use for our own purposes, but also to share with the community. And, uh, you know, after a number of fits and starts, uh, we felt like we were kind of on our way uh, towards something before all this happened. And, you know, a lot of discerning and, and talk with our own community about, you know, the timing of that. And I think really just leaning into, you know, those words spoken um, by our community and, and we feel by the Lord to, that this is the time to move forward with that. We've just been, you know, coming back to, um, even in the midst of, you know, some uncertainty of, you know, things in this time. Uh, so, yeah, we've, uh, we've got some concrete in the ground and uh, some steel frame structure uh, going to be you know, erected over the next number of weeks. And so if you drive by the school, you'll be definitely able to see something physical and tangible, although the, the work leading up to this point is, you know, two years in the making, you know, those are the things you don't see. Um, but yeah, just really, uh, you know, trusting in Lord's will and, and way and timing. Um, definitely, we would ask just prayer and for continued discernment and guidance on just the pacing of how we carry forward to finish that phase one. And uh, we're just looking forward to the time where we can open up, obviously, for that use of our own, uh, you know, PE classes and, and work in that gymnasium space, but also to really share that with our community. Uh, it's been a big focus in our conversation, and our, you know, part of our three-year um, strategic plan was to be a, a place of Christ-like character and community impact, and you know, using our facilities to be that. And uh, we all know that Prince George needs more venues like that to have uh, larger sporting and, and community events. So, yeah, really excited about uh, the progress on that front. Um, and, yeah, just continue to lean into God for supplying what we need for that. 
Wow, so two things just really stood out, like faith, like, you know, faithfulness, faithfulness of God, but your faith as well in him, that um, even in the midst of a very challenging time, God is so faithful, and so I admire your faith and the faith of your leaders and your building committee to, to keep moving forward and hearing God in that, so, so that's just really inspiring to hear. Uh, and then the other thing I was just thinking of was, yeah, just what a gift to the, our, our essential worker families, just the community, the rallying around. And so that was really inspiring. Uh, I love the outreach, our um, community approach and thought, right, that it's not just about Cedars exclusively, but it's this real inclusive community model. Yeah. Yeah. So is there something that we could pray for you? A challenge or a struggle or a praise? Just something we could pray for you about. Yeah, for sure. There's there's always a list of things. Uh, I think for us thinking about, you know, obviously we're, we're praying along with um, many others in BC for a full return to, you know, in-class instruction, which we, you know, really strongly believe in. And uh, we, we would love to see happen, you know, earlier than later. Um, but just knowing that, uh, you know, obviously we, we need to pray for that. Um, and uh, so it definitely that would be our prayer to, for people to be able to return to work and return to school uh, in the fall. I think the other part, obviously, is, you know, many of our families, like uh, many of you, uh, have been affected, you know, financially with the work stoppages or layoffs and, you know, as a um, not-for-profit organization, we get some government uh, grant funding, but we do lean into tuition uh, for supplementing that. And, and so just uh, praying for, uh, you know, God to supply what we need on that front and to draw new families in. And, you know, there's definitely opportunity that we have, have given, but also have seen people take up even in this time to give towards, you know, tuition assistance and, and making it possible for, for kids to attend our school. And so, yeah, definitely that's something that we, even in this time, will continue to, you know, put out there as an opportunity for people. And then, yeah, like I was saying before, just, you know, wisdom around, you know, how to proceed and how, what pace to proceed with some of our other expansion um, work, I think is, is probably a, a top of mind uh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so church, there's some things for us to pray about. And I just want to ask if you would commit over this next week, just every day, just once a day, just lift Cedars Christian School up in prayer. The things that Shane has mentioned about building, expansion, reopening, uh, how to move forward. Let's just pray for them. So I'm going to just pray right now. Lord God, uh, I pray for the school, for the leadership, for your direction. I pray, Holy Spirit, just for an incredible... Um, guidance for for them as a group lord god just speak to them show them the next step and the next step lord god and and i pray that you just uh, grow that faith that's in them lord jesus and that this would be a time where they would look back and think wow our finances are stronger than they've ever been our staff our leadership our building projects are stronger than they've ever been and and just to give glory to you jesus thank you for that in your name amen 
Well, part of the Hero Maker model was uh, one of our, our chapters, one of the things that we talked about was ICNU. And basically, it was an ICNU, I see something amazing in you. I want to encourage you. I want to bless you. And uh, so I have some things I wanted to say over the leaders, the teachers, the staff, and the organization of Cedars. And so uh, I see your organization as an energetic place of activity that provides resources, support, and education to its students and families. And I see your vision to uh, treat every child with the utmost care and love and respect. And it's not something that you just say, you actually do it. I see as an organization, you live that out. And I see that you're a place of empowerment. You empower people to be the best person that they can be, the best person God's created them to be. And the word empowerment just kept coming up as I was praying for you as a school and just feeling like you empower kids to strive for healthy living, for academic goals, for a better future, and that is hero-making in my books. And so I thank you for pouring into our kids uh, to build their confidence in life and the, the skills and the tools that they have, but also the connection that they have to God. Like, I really appreciate that. And, and I also just see in you uh, not just uh, a, an education institution, but a place where family is valued, that it's a family unit um, that you want to empower and uplift so that families would be giving glory to God. And so I see kids coming out of Cedars um, as pastors and as leaders and parachurch uh, organization leaders and missionaries because of the biblical foundation and the passion in Jesus that's been modeled and um, just taught to them. So thank you for being hero makers uh, for your staff, your leaders, and your kids, your students. Thank you for that. We appreciate you. We're going to chat with Elliot Harder from Nest Lake Bible Camp. And so, welcome, Elliot. So glad to have you here. And uh, so, yeah, so tell us kind of what's going on at camp and um, give us some, some information, but also a story of heart change, transformation, something about camp that would, that would grab our heart. For sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me here. Uh, and, and the second thing, I guess, is is I, I don't know about, I don't feel much like a hero, uh, and, and, I, and I'm not sure, but I do know lots of heroes, and the, the greatest one, of course, is Jesus Christ, the, the greatest hero maker of all, and uh, he's the one that we, we're here for today, for sure. But uh, as I think of heroes, I think of uh, my staff, and uh, I, think, I think of the summer team, uh, my, our staff that come and give up their entire summers to come and to serve every, every year. To me, they're heroes. Uh, my staff that uh, right now are kind of brokenhearted uh, because we can't have camp, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. And, uh, and, and guys like Dave Horton, who many of you have probably seen around town and stuff like that doing things, uh, you know, those guys are, those, my staff are just heroes in my mind. And mm -hmm. they always will be. Uh, how they serve God is, is amazing. But there's also, uh, I wanted to share a story um, about a, 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 a Christian business in town. Uh, there's this couple that owns this business, and uh, to me, they're heroes. Uh, every, every, they just love camp. And they're so passionate about camp that 
uh, when they meet somebody around town, uh, if they're in the grocery store line, if they see a, a young person, uh, a little girl or boy or something like that, they'll say, hey, have you ever been to Nest Lake Bible Camp? And if the person says no, they say, would you like to be at Nest Lake Bible Camp? And if the child says yes, uh, they'll say to the parent, well, you know what? I'll gladly pay for their fee to come to Nest Lake Bible Camp. All they have to do is phone the camp, and I'll make sure that their costs are covered to come to camp. And so every year, they support probably anywhere from 30 to 50 kids to come to camp. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they do, too, is that their business is part of kind of sharing their faith with, with their employees uh, in, in, a, in a different way, is they tell their staff, if you have any children, uh, we'd like to send them to camp for free entirely. And so one of their staff members uh, decided to send their little girl to camp uh, last summer, and uh, she went to camp and had an amazing time. And uh, anyway, I went to visit the business last fall, and uh, after camp was over, and as I was talking to them, she heard my name and that I was the director of Nestle Bible Camp, and so she came and she, she said, can I talk to you, Ellie, just for a minute? I, I want to share something with you. And I said, sure, absolutely. She says, just hold on a second, I've got to go grab something. And so she went to her office, and she came back with this piece of paper. And on the piece of paper, it was divided into four squares. And her little girl had, when she got back uh, from school, uh, one of the teachers had said, you need to, uh, on each one of those piece, squares of paper, you need to draw a picture or write something or whatever of your highlight of the summer. And Nestle Bible Camp filled up two of the four squares. <laughs> and, and I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. And she was like... Elliot, you wouldn't believe she just loved camp so much. And then she said, you know, we had an amazing year, she said. We got to, she said, we went to Hawaii uh, this year. We went to Disneyland this year. And she said, out of all those places, her favorite week of, of the entire year was coming out to Nest Lake Bible Camp. And so this little girl uh, got to hear the gospel got to hear about a God who loves her, and, and, and I believe her life is going to be changed. And I know her mom was just impacted tremendously just by what, you know, uh, her daughter had said uh, at camp. And so, to me, businesses and people like that are, are definitely hero makers. Uh, you know, they just, uh, their love for camp uh, is, is amazing. And, uh, and so, I, I just thank God for those. Absolutely. Um, kind of what we're, you know, as we just found out with the, the pandemic that's going on is this year we're not able to have camp. We can't have overnight camp. And if I was going to describe things to people, you know, kind of how you could pray for camp a little bit, um, one of those things is, is to pray for my team. As I said, they're my heroes uh, in how they serve and how they give. And, 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 and they just love camp so much. And uh, in fact, uh, yesterday I received a letter, uh, a camper sent to my own personal address. They didn't know the camp address, but they sent it to my personal address. And it was for one of our summer team cabin leaders. And they, 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 this little girl wanted to send a letter to her cabin leader to say how much she loved her and appreciated her and just was going to miss her this summer not being able to go to camp or anything like that. But just to pray for our, 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 my staff because... This is what they live for. They, they love camp. They, you know, I have to encourage them throughout the year to continue to serve because summer's coming. Summer's coming. And now summer isn't, you know, in a sense, coming. And so they're in a sense of mourning and grief, I, I think, to some degree, if I was going to describe it. So if you could pray for them. Um, but also, you know, uh, God's in control. There's no question about this. He's got a purpose and a reason that we don't understand behind all of this. Uh, but... Uh, it has impacted our camp financially. Uh, 
you know, our summer revenue is, is, is one of our, our greatest sources of revenue. We're not having that this summer. And, and yet, you know, God has positioned us that we have a little bit of a reserve and those kind of things. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be okay. There's no question about it because we're always okay when God's in control. And, and he is, right? So uh, uh, we're going to be, but just to continue to pray for that too, uh, you know, as a director, that's always on my heart a little bit sometimes as you worry about numbers and stuff. And I know you're not supposed to worry. You, you got to give it to God, but it's hard sometimes. But those are some things that you could pray for. And then also just our summer team, just they can't do, do this this summer and they're looking for jobs, some of them, those kind of things. How, what are they going to do this summer? And uh, we're looking to kind of do some some stuff around town a little bit that's a little uh, uh, just low-key, uh, going to playgrounds, that kind of stuff, trying to connect with kids in playgrounds and, and to try to, you know, have some fun with kids in the playgrounds and try to, you know, share some Bible stories and, and that kind of thing with them uh, as well. But uh, so we're going to be doing some of those kind of things. We're doing lots of projects as long as we have money to do some of them. Uh, you know, when there's not 200 kids running around camp, now we can do some of those things, I guess, uh, which we're going to look forward to doing as well during the summer but it is a a totally different uh, summer for us but I just want to thank this church uh, for having us here and you know you gave a blessing to 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 to, uh, Cedars there and I just think for you guys as this church I love I get to come to all these different churches around Prince George and what I love about Gateway is what I see in you guys what I see in you is you guys come expecting to meet Jesus every Sunday expecting God to do something in your hearts and lives. And I think that is inspiring. I love what you guys do here. So uh, thank you so much uh, for having me. I really appreciate it, Kimmy. You're welcome back anytime you want. Yeah, we'd love to have you again and again and again. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, I just wanted to say, so church, if we can commit to praying for Elliot, for all of the the team, the the volunteer team, their staff team that have been laid off, but also for finances, if we could commit to praying for them just once a day. So we're going to pray for Cedars, and we're going to pray for Nest Lake, and we're going to get to Youth for Christ, and we're going to pray for Youth for Christ. So I hope you've been jotting down those things that we can be in prayer uh, for their ministry. And so I just want to say a prayer right now. Lord God, I, I thank you for Uh, leadership, God. I thank you for talents and giftedness and just the ability to to connect to kids. And Lord, this is like my part of my heart passion is is connecting kids to you. And God, oh, it's just, it's such an incredible, precious relationship. And so we thank you that kids are so open to you, so, so ready to just jump into your arms. And so I pray for creative, um, different ideas this summer, Lord God, that there there would be a move of your spirit in our homes, Lord, that parents would, would just um, miraculously want to know you and, and tell their families and their children about you, Lord God. And so we pray that, that there would just be as many kids coming to Christ this summer as there ever have been, that there would be a wave of that. And Lord, I just pray for encouragement over the staff of, Cedar, uh, of um, Nest Lake Bible Camp, Lord God. Just just blow through a fresh breath, a fresh wind of encouragement to them, Lord, that even as things look different, that you are with them, that you're leading them, that you're a step ahead of them. 
Thank you, God. And I pray for their finances. Knock their socks off so that they can get all of those things done that they have on hold done while the, the camp is free and, and able to do those things. Thank you, God. In your name, amen. Well, I have a blessing for you as well that uh, I wanted to just uh, speak over you, I see in you words. Um, I've personally had a bird's eye view of camp and the structure and the organization for many years as a volunteer. I've been a very passionate supporter and just uh, really believe in what, uh, what camp does. And so as I was praying for you, the word that came to me was industrious. And so just like our other organizations that we're highlighting today, you have an incredible discipleship model that's effective in growing Christ followers. And I see this work ethic in camp, and it's industrious how everyone jumps in to get a job done. And I see a diligent effort purposeful plans to grow not just kids, but youth and young adult leaders and staff. And I love how camp empowers youth and young adults to be creative and to organize integral parts of camp that maybe other organizations or senior leaders would not have the ability to let go of because they kind of want to hold it and micromanage it. And camp just says, go. We believe in you. We're just going to take our hands off of that and we're just going we're gonna to let you go. And, and if you fail, we're going to be there beside you. Uh, and that's an industrious model because what that does is it builds leaders. And so I see you building leaders that will go into business and ministry and be world changers because you as a staff empowered and believed in them now. So keep being industrious. Keep looking for different perspectives and doing things differently. It's a part of the DNA of camp, and so celebrate it and continue to be unique and uplifting and industrious. And so we just want to honor you as hero makers. You really do such a fantastic job. So we appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, one thing I just wanted to add there, just a, a, you know, we, one part of for people to understand too is, is last summer... God blessed us with, uh, we, we had the, the, the largest uh, camper attendance we've ever had at Nest Lake Bible Camp. This year, we were on pace to even blow that out of the water even more. And so that's kind of why this is so disheartening for our whole team as well. Like we were just so, but part of it is, is just what we try to do is try to set the standard very high to try to be, in, you know, just to be an ingenuitive and, and all that kind of stuff. But thank you so much. Really appreciate mm, it. Yeah. Yeah, you're so welcome. Yeah. Well, our next interviewee is Steve Swan from Youth for Christ. And uh, yeah, I have a great deep passion for your ministry as well, friends who serve with Youth for Christ and, and you. And so just so blessed to have you with us here as well. And so share with us a bit about Youth for Christ and then a story of... Um, some heart transformation. Yeah. Um, so Youth for Christ has been active in Prince George since uh, 1982. And my kind of introduction to Youth for Christ uh, was as a youth pastor at Heartland Baptist Church. I got to go into the high school uh, with uh, my predecessor in this role, Bob Greenaway, and just walk the halls and see young people who didn't know Jesus. 
Um, you know, I was a youth pastor for eight years, and one of the things that never kind of left my, my heart in that whole time was that there were kids in that high school who I couldn't reach because they would never step into the, into the door of a church. And so uh, our mission as an organization is to reach those young people with the hope of Jesus. You know, young people today, youth, the latest statistics that I've seen, the latest research that's out there, isn't great. (laughs) Young people are more anxious than ever. They're more depressed than ever. And our world's only solution is a pill, is a prescription. Don't get me wrong, those have their place. But we believe that, that true hope is found in a person. And so our mission as an organization is for every young person in Prince George and its surrounding communities to find that hope. And our, our job is just to introduce them to that person. Um, talk about, you know, your heroes uh, being your staff. I'll, I'll tell you. Um, I don't know the next slide, if you could show that slide there. These are my heroes. Working for YFC is, is not easy. We require our staff, all of our staff, to raise support, to become missionaries, to share that love and uh, with, with youth. We don't give them a manual of, of we don't give them a, a, a here's, here's what exactly what you're going to be doing. We give them a mission. And we ask them, how are you going to do this? And sometimes that means that we try things and they don't work. Um, but man, is it, is it ever a privilege when, when a young person discovers who Jesus is and discovers that hope. It is, is the best job in the world. But these, these folks are my heroes, that's for sure. Um, and God is at work uh, in the ministry of YFC. Um, in the past six years, uh, we've gone from just, just me on staff to now there's eight of us working in, in Prince George, and not only Prince George, but Mackenzie. Um, we have a, a youth center up there. There was a church in McKenzie um, that just asked us. They said, hey, we're not really, we only have like 10 people on a Sunday morning. Do you want our building? We'll just give it to you. We said, okay. And God turned that, that gift into a youth center. It turned it into a $100,000 grant to renovate, that youth, to, to renovate that church into a youth center. And that building is used uh, every week 
to introduce young people in Mackenzie who would never, ever hear the name of Jesus to him. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, COVID has changed a lot of what we do, but it hasn't changed that mission. Our, our staff have adapted. We've gone from really being intentional with building offline communities for young people um, to pivoting to, 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 to reaching young people where they're at and where we can reach them. Um, and I'm so proud of our staff and volunteers. Um, and I mean, we, yeah, we, we need prayer as we seek to navigate this new world that we're all living in. Uh, but I have every confidence in our team, including uh, Priscilla right here, who you guys know and love and who I have grown to love in this last year. Uh, just the warmth that she radiates. Man, I want to I unleash that on the youth of Prince George. Um, and, and I know that there's lots in this, in this church community who, who love and care for Priscilla. And I would just challenge you. Uh, her support isn't where it needs to be. If I encourage you to pray about it, and ask, ask Jesus if that's, something, if, if that's something that he wants you to support. Her, if you want her, her ministry uh, to young people in Prince George. Um, she's got tons of ideas about how to reach indigenous youth. About how to just, just love uh, the youth of Prince George. And I want to unleash that uh, in this city. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, let's uh, so pray. Pray for uh, any other kind of prayer requests there. Pray for finances, yeah. your workers. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all of, all of what we do depends on the people of God. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, my prayer and what I, I, I love prayer about is, you know, our mission it's not going to be accomplished by just us. Mm -hmm. um, we need a team of God's people praying, working, giving. Yeah. And I so want to see a future where every young person in Prince George knows that they are loved by God. Amen. That they are valued by him. Yeah, amen. Um, and that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I love it. Love it. I think that should be the desire of all of our hearts, no matter how old we are, no matter what ministry we're involved in. Man, we need to be praying for our kids and our youth. We need to be praying for them. So uh, church, I'm just going to ask if you would pray for Steve and his team, for their finances, for volunteers, for, for direction, for um, just for all those needs. So let me just pray right now. Lord God, we again thank you for this group that just empowers leaders, Lord God. Thank you for the growth that they've experienced over the last couple of years. And Lord, thank you for the personal connection, for the relationship building that they do, Lord God. I just pray that uh, you would just open your floodgates of blessing upon them. Uh, I pray specifically for financial support for Priscilla, Lord God. I just pray that you would open those doors for her, Lord God, so that she could 
did work uh, full-time with Youth for Christ. And so maybe there are listeners here that want to support her. Lord God, just whisper to us. Just speak to us. Just inspire us. And, and, and Lord God, let our hearts be open to hear you, Jesus, so that we can partner um, with those that are bringing the gospel to our city. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Well, Steve, I have some words that I want to speak over you, some blessing. Uh, as you were saying, Youth for Christ has a long history in our city of connecting uh, people and youth together. And the word that I saw when I was praying for you, for your organization, was bridging. Bridging. And I see your organization bridging in multiple ways, uh, sometimes through basic needs like food with your school br breakfast and uh, lunch programs that you were running. And I know you've been trying to be creative and find new ways to keep connecting to kids with those ba basic needs. Uh, but more than just providing needs, these resources um, are a bridge to God. They're a bridge to the gospel. And so I see the purpose and practicality uh, behind it, and I love it. And I just I see that in your organization. The other thing that I see in Youth for Christ is how you build bridges through relationship. And I see how your leaders build personal relationship with youth and young adults and take time to know them. And this is a wonderful strength of your group and your organization. In a society where we're almost like a drive-through society in our relationships, we seldom take time for each other. We seldom focus intentionally on each other. And I see Youth for Christ kind of like a good old-fashioned roast beef potato dinner where everybody just kind of gathers around the table and you intentionally connect and spend time with people. And um, you invite them in and say, let us know you and you come and know us. And that is an incredible gift uh, to give time and attention to somebody, and it's life-changing. And so um, I just, I really see your engagement in that because what happens when somebody starts to trust you is that relationship builds, that bridge builds, and then there's an openness uh, to the gospel and an openness to growing in leadership. So you as heroes are hero-making in that. And uh, I also see you uh, and thank you for building bridges with schools, with principals, with teachers, and other organizations. I greatly admire that. And so keep connecting with people. Keep building into people. Keep bridging God to people. And we appreciate the hero makers that your organization is in our community. So thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for, for having us uh, here tonight. Yeah. yeah, you're so welcome. So welcome. Well. We have gifts for all three of our guests. Uh, not only did we want to give you a few minutes just to share about your organization and to, for us to be able to bless you, but we also wanted to bless you with some presents. And so for each of our uh, special guests today, we have uh, some chocolates for your staff, um, or you can uh, drive home and eat them all and your staff will never know. It's up to you how you want to handle that. <laughs> Oh, right, Priscilla's here. You're busted. 
<laughs> and uh, we also uh, wanted to get, give you a book of Hero Maker. It's a fantastic book. We've got a certificate for you in there, uh, just appreciating you. And we've also donated two weeks of advertising on our Digital Street billboard. So you can send us some slides and advertising, and we'd love to advertise if you have things coming up. And then lastly, we've included a check for $500 for your organization, so yeah. yeah. So today was really to celebrate and highlight these three incredible groups from our city. They are each empowering, they are each hero makers, they're industrious, they're bridge building organizations in their own unique ways. And I just encourage you, uh, my beloved church and family to Check out their websites, go and see what they are doing, and commit to praying for them. Get involved with what they are doing. Um, camp might look a little different, but get involved. Help them, donate to them. Cedars is a building project. Youth for Christ, you know, they need support. So uh, this today was about um, giving them a spotlight to be able to just celebrate how miraculously and beautifully they contribute to our society, to our community. They make Prince George a wonderful place to, to live. And so please, church, uh, go, go now, get involved, volunteer, and be a part of what they're doing. Let me close in prayer. Lord God, I pray that you would just uh, open, just unleash a blessing of abundant resources upon our friends, Lord God. Give them new skills, new abilities, new creative ideas and ways to be able to connect to people through COVID, through this pandemic. Help them to be adaptable and flexible. Lord God, give them faith like they've never had before. Lord Jesus, let them encounter you like they never have before their staff father give them your resilience and jesus i just pray for a reliance on you father that just every step that they would be turning to you and and just following your your path for them and so we just thank you father for each one in your name we pray amen